a Podcast One production. Your Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Monday, the 1st of February. Major parts of Western Australia are now in a five-day lockdown after a hotel quarantine security guard in Perth tested positive to COVID-19. There are fears the worker contracted the highly contagious UK variant from the hotel. The lockdown means residents in Perth, Peel and the southwest regions can now only leave their homes for medical reasons, to care for the vulnerable, to exercise within their neighbourhood or for essential grocery shopping. And for the first time in the state, masks outside the home are mandatory. While there have been chaotic scenes of panic buying, WA Premier Mark McGowan is pleading for calm, saying it's not necessary with supermarkets to remain open. Be sensible uh, and do the right thing. There is no need to rush the supermarkets. There will not be a shortage of toilet paper or uh, or other goods. Uh, You'll be able to go out and shop for essentials, over the course of this week. Schools, pubs, clubs and cinemas are among the venues which have closed. Medical experts have backed WA's lockdown. World Health Organisation advisor Mary Louise McClaws has told the project it's the right thing to do. This is highly infectious and uh, can get through the community at somewhere between 30 and 70% faster than the wild strains that we've been dealing with. States and territories have been quick to react to the WA virus case, with Queensland, Victoria, the Northern Territory and the ACT declaring parts of WA a COVID hotspot. It comes as the Queensland border opens to all New South Wales residents after it was shut just before Christmas because of the Sydney cluster. Meantime, the Prime Minister is set to announce more details of the federal government's multi-billion dollar vaccination program as he addresses the National Press Club later today. Scott Morrison is expected to announce an extra $1.9 billion for one of the nation's largest ever logistical exercises. While chemists around Australia are being invited to show expressions of interest in rolling out the vaccine to millions over the coming months... The national vaccination rollout is still on track to begin later this month, with Acting Chief Medical Officer Professor Michael Kidd saying he is confident most should receive the jab by the end of the year. And I hope that everybody uh, steps up and uh, gets vaccinated uh, when it comes to be your turn uh, in the priority listing. Uh, We expect that uh, to still be completed uh, by the end of October this year. And in breaking news this morning, Captain Sir Tom Moore has been admitted to hospital with COVID-19. The 100-year-old World War II veteran made headlines around the world for his fundraising efforts last year when he helped raise almost $60 million for the National Health Service, walking 100 laps around his garden in England. He was knighted by the Queen in July last year for his extraordinary efforts. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson is one of many sending their support, saying Captain Sir Tom had inspired the whole nation and wished him a full recovery. Now for a look at what else is making news around the country this Monday morning. To Queensland first, and more charges are expected to be laid over the horrific rape of two 15-year-old girls that occurred in a park in Brisbane South last year. It's believed the teenagers met a group of men at the park in December. Police allege the girls were drugged before being gang-raped. 
Our Brisbane reporter Amy Drew has been following the story for us this morning. And Amy, the state's police commissioner has commented on the situation overnight. Yeah, Tash. Commissioner Katerina Carroll says police are looking at a number of other alleged offenders and she's described the incident as absolutely horrific and unacceptable, is what she had to say yesterday. This is an absolutely sickening, sickening incident and something those young girls will have to live with for the rest of their lives. I expect that more perpetrators will be held to account as a result of that offence. Four men have so far been charged with more than 160 offences. A 19- and 20-year-old were remanded in custody on Saturday. Two other men aged 21 and 22 are due to face court today. To Victoria, and it's been revealed how much the state government spent to defend itself over the second coronavirus outbreak and its bungled hotel quarantine program. Many parts of Victoria were locked down for more than 100 days during the deadly second outbreak, which accounted for hundreds of deaths. James Lake is in Melbourne with the details. Thanks, Tash. Yes, the Andrews government has spent more money defending itself at the hotel quarantine inquiry than the actual cost of running the investigation. The legal bill for the state government came in at $7.7 million, according to today's Herald Sun. The cost of running the inquiry was $2 million less at $5.7 million. The probe was launched after the poorly run quarantine program leaked COVID-19 back into the community and sparked Victoria's deadly second wave. That led to more than 800 lives being lost and was a huge blow to the Victorian economy. And the search continues for a missing Sydney businesswoman as more details are revealed about her disappearance, which is continuing to baffle authorities. Siobhan Caulfield is in Sydney with the latest. Yeah, that's right, Tash. It's been 11 weeks since the disappearance of Sydney businesswoman Melissa Caddick and detectives still believe she is alive. The financial advisor went missing from her Dover Heights mansion after federal police raided her home over allegations she siphoned millions of dollars from her clients. Her husband, Anthony Coletti, has told investigators his wife went for a walk on November 12 but left her phone, keys and wallet at home. The investigation has become frustrating for detectives with revelations it took 30 hours for her husband to report her missing. Inspector Gretchen Atkins from New South Wales Police has told 60 Minutes it has made things difficult for investigators. Yes, that's, uh, it's just expanded our, our time window. Um, Yeah, exponentially, and it's that extra time you have to piece together. It's hard enough with any missing person. You you add an extra 30 hours, it's a lot of time. While the search continues, Mr Coletti has not been accused of any wrongdoing. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from switzer.com.au. Good morning, Peter. With the Morrison government heading towards a big battle with Google, a surprise rescuer for search-hungry Australians has emerged. Yes, that's right. Bill Gates' Microsoft has told the PM that it could expand its Bing search engine into the local market if Google should withdraw from Australia in protest over plans to force tech giants to share revenue with media outlets for re publishing their content. Defending the tech giants, Facebook's founder Mark Zuckerberg held an online meeting with Treasurer Josh Frydenberg, but the Treasurer said the government was not going to back down. And Peter, as we reported earlier, the federal government is set to spend billions of dollars rolling out this vaccination program across the country, but they're warning after that the credit card will be put away. 
Exactly. The PM, Scott Morrison, has one big spending program left for 2021, and that's vaccinating Australia. But after that, debt reduction will become a priority. This comes as the AFR says we could be in for an election this year with the government exploiting the divisions within the Labor Party with questions about Anthony Albanese's grip on the leadership as the Prime Minister and his government register big leads in popularity polls because of the handling of the pandemic. That program has spent $251 billion on supporting the economy, but the PM will tell the National Press Club in a speech today that he doesn't have a Blank check. And Peter, you mentioned this extraordinary story last week on your morning agenda talking about it's the ultimate revenge of the nerds worthy of a Hollywood blockbuster with Robin Hood and the fallout mm. continues for, both for Wall Street and our local stock market. Yeah, exactly. Just when it was thought the battle of US investors who ganged up on the Reddit website using the free Robinhood stockbroker to fight short sellers was over after the stockbroker put restrictions on buying and selling of stocks, fear re-emerged on stock markets on Friday when those restrictions were eased. The Dow Jones index dropped a big 2% in a day and this will make it very hard for the local stock market to start the week in a positive mood. Undoubtedly Robinhood was pressured by regulators and big players to make it harder for small investors to use debt and options to take on the short sellers. But after threats of legal action and investors dumping the broker, Robinhood relented on their restrictions, which spooked the US stock market again. Fallout continues. Peter, thank you. Cheers. Check sport with Tony Squires and Tony. The Perth Scorchers have been locked out of WA for their big bash final. Yes, one COVID case in the drawbridge has gone up in the West. None shall pass. <laughs> it's bad luck though for the Scorchers, isn't it? They've uh, they were impressive at home this season, but they'll have to use Monica Oval and Can- Canberra again for Thursday's grand final qualifier against the Brisbane Heat, who looked gone halfway through that run chase uh, against the Sydney Thunder last night. Sam Hazlitt then, though, and Jimmy Pearson latched on to some pretty ordinary bowling to get the job done. That means, of course, the Sydney Sixers, they're already in the grand final at the SCG. That will be the first time the men of Magenta have played at home all season. Can they go back to back? Yes, they can. Oh, they certainly can. Tony, I think Nick Kyrgios has had a bit of a turnaround. He seems like a different person, and now Leighton Hewitt thinks uh, Nick can actually be a force in the Australian Open after a long break. Yeah, the less he plays, the better he gets. And Leighton does, he believes that he thinks that that kind of unusual prep could see him push deep into the open. Now, as you say, curious, he hasn't played since February, choosing to miss the COVID-affected US and French Opens, instead becoming the game's voice of reason. Who'd have mm. thought that's the phrase I never thought I'd say? He called out players who breached coronavirus health regulations. Now, Hewitt says Curious will need, of course, some solid court time in the lead-up to this tournament, the Murray River Open, starting today. He's a very talented player. We wish him all the best. And more controversy for former Masters winner Patrick Reid. What's this about? Oh, he's at it again, Tash. Reid, he's caught plenty of flack at the Farmers Insurance Open for picking his ball up out of the rough, claiming it was embedded in the ground, despite vision of it bouncing softly before sinking into the long grass. Now, as a golfer... As a golfer who has kicked his ball out from under plenty of bushes, Tash, I have a grudging respect for Reed's Hutzpah, but, but he's got a history of gamesmanship bordering on, I'm going to whisper it, cheating. No. Previously, yeah, yeah, he's used his club to improve his lie in the sand, in the rough. A lot of other players don't like the cut of his jib. Any sandpaper? 
<laughs> Not yet, but it's coming. <laughs> Happy Monday. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, Tash. Checking the weather details around the country now this Monday morning. Brisbane, a late shower or two expected, a top of 29. More showers on the way today for Sydney, 27. Partly cloudy and 24, the expected top for Melbourne. A possible storm and heavy rain on the way for Canberra, 29. Partly cloudy and 24 for Hobart, 26. And partly cloudy also for Adelaide. A very hot and warm day on the way today for Perth with a top of 38 degrees. Rain and possible storms also on the way for Darwin and a high of 29. And a devastating story of family tragedy has sparked an incredibly inspirational campaign about the importance of forgiveness. The families of four children killed in a horror road crash in Sydney's west last year have marked the one-year anniversary of their deaths to launch a new campaign. Called I Forgive Day, Danny and Layla Abdullah say they have learnt to forgive and want to encourage others to do the same in their own relationships and lives. If I didn't forgive the driver, my family wouldn't be the same. It would be dysfunctional. My family would be destroyed. What path do I take? The path of destruction or the path of construction? Anthony, Angelina, Sienna and their cousin Veronique were walking to buy ice cream when they were hit and killed by a drunk driver who mounted the footpath. Their families say it's been incredibly tough, but they have found peace by forgiving. Could you forgive people if they do something bad? And that's all you need to know to start your day with your morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. Please rate and review and you can also follow us on your socials at Your Morning Agenda on Instagram. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.